Welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers, your favorite digital and social evangelist podcast with your industry veteran hosts, Michael Sandoval and Chris Tetzel. This podcast starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Peers Over Beers. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And I'm Chris Detzel. Hey, Chris, how are you? Pretty good. How about you? Good, good, good. So uh, it's, you know, I'll, I'll make this one kind of short and sweet. We'll get to the other one. But uh, we, we just started recording our podcast. So uh, this is just a quick intro to have everyone just, uh, uh, just to let you know that there's another podcast. And then uh, just we're going to lead into the, to, the new, to the podcast. And conversation started already. So you're getting busy at work. Things are crazy. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, you know, so part of the thing is, so if you're recording, I'll, I'll kind of talk the things that are in my head. Uh, well, because testing was in my head. End of the year is coming up. And so I'm in a different position. Whereas in B2B, everything starts to die down for the fall. Yeah, that's right. Right. And I have, it's it's pretty much an inverse curve, right? So in other words, it starts to get slow in the beginning of the year and then in spring and early summer. And then there's a lull, and then it, they really hit in September and October. Yeah. And then November, and everything starts to die off, and all of a sudden we're dancing with the you know cider filled bourbon and whatever, and you know all that kind of fun stuff. I have now the opposite effect, and I'm trying to ramp everything out before the holidays start because folks are really going oh, to make sense, right? They're purchasing and making big purchases and exchanges and who knows what COVID is going to do on the financial side, just digitally what we have to do on the financial piece of this. And so my experience is how, how that's going to work. There are a couple things I've noticed with COVID on the financial side. Um, so clearly branches are closed, right? From yeah. a lot of financial institutions and the only way you can't even you can drive go, through. Well, that's the, that's it. Right. So you can, yeah, that's what you drive oh, okay. through. But at the same time, there's, we're still, I wouldn't say under pressure, but you know, everyone's trying to grow their business respectfully. All finance institutions are doing the same thing, which requires deposits. Well, how do you do that in a COVID environment? T typically, you just walk into the branch and t do your business or bank or whatever, but now you have to do that through the drive-through. So I think about that as an experience, right? So you just, first of all, if you have to go to the bank, you're probably already upset to begin with. I know I would be exactly. I gotta go the I'm bank. not a big. I'm not a big. That's so inconvenient. And if I need something, I'm gonna go to the drive-through. Right. And it's as soon as you walk through the drive-through, you see like three lanes open, and you're like, and they all have one car. <laughs> Who's which gonna one, be the fastest? Which one is gonna be the fastest? Exactly correct. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly so, how I think. So you 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 have a three one in three chance, right? So you 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 say, all right, I'm gonna go with lane B. Right, so you have the lane B, and now you've noticed that lane A and lane C have already serviced two or three other customers, and this guy in the front of you, and guy or gal, is not moved. And how annoying is that? Very. And just as you begin to pull out to go next door, that car moves. Mm -hmm. Now I, I say that as an experience because what's happening right now is that that car probably in front is opening an account, which should not be done in a drive. Oh, yeah. But for COVID, this is an issue, right? Um, so one of my things I'm trying to figure out is how do I digitally accelerate that, right? I'm trying to get the yeah, pressure. I want to open an account online. Yeah. 
<laughs> Clearly, that makes sense, right? How do you open your account online, right? But it's not that easy. <laughs> well, I mean, I think for your uh, demographics, right, or the people that are coming to that bank, maybe they don't even have an account. Maybe they're younger. Even if they're, well, they're 20s, they, they sort of, I don't know, they should know how to do all that. But um, you, <laughs> <laughs> older people, why do they need a new account? I don't know. Sure, like, no. I'm trying to I'll come back to that because the answer okay. is no, they do not. They just have, it is that hard is for them to create a new one because you do have to transfer funds from one one bank to another bank, I assume, right? Like even if you want to open this account, you could have funds or somewhere. Funds you bring cash. Or you could do like, mm -hmm. hey, give give the customer opportunity to, hey, I have a check. Let me take a picture of the check with my phone, even open a new account, that kind of stuff. I don't know how that's doable. I assume I just don't open a lot of accounts. So um, but I assume that that's probably easy or doable for big banks, or maybe it's not. Yeah, a lot of what you just said is has complexity, right? Like everything. Oh, I know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's just like anything. Yeah. Trust me. No, so yeah, so what the big banks have done, right? The, the, the big ones, you know, the, the big five or whatever they are. Yeah. Like Amazon, they have an entire digital division, and they've decided to just throw a lot of money at it. Right. And they create their own applications. They do a lot of in-house testing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have the wherewithal to go do that because they create these closed systems. They can, and like you and I have been very familiar and many of our audience members have is you can quickly do prototyping. You can do minimal viable product and you can constantly iterate out the door, which makes things a little bit slower on the financial side is that there's a lot of, uh, federal and local laws that have to be adhered to and compliance. A lot of checks and balances, which kind of slows things down a bit, but it doesn't. So you right. deal with a lot with legal then? A huge amount of legal, more than just legal. Yeah. Um, like there's another layer above legal. In fact, yeah, there's like a, another layer, which is what we call compliance. And compliance is what it sounds like. Uh, here are the rules of engagement. Here are the laws we have to be have have to adhere to, and I am here to make sure that you are following those laws. Like I've never had that other person kind of looking over my shoulder to make sure uh, we comply to the law. Now, the reason is important because if we don't, it's a lot of fines and could potentially be put us out of business. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I get it. I get it. I get it. Right. Got to do it. But like, but like, but like our experience with legal, right. Which is, you know, my, my, my personal view with legal is they are there to help the business mitigate risk, right. Yeah. Not to tell us how to do the business model, right? So a lot of lawyers I've dealt with in my past in corporate have wanted to be semi-marketers and want to start create a, 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 you know, they start looking at my business model and start making suggestions. And then they start moving the documentation in their suggestion. Yeah. And that's where folks forget to push back on the legal and saying, I appreciate that. Not what I need. Can you just make sure that I'm not going to, that this, what I'm doing is going to keep legal. us from getting it's, in trouble. <laughs> you know, it's happens. funny because um, my experiences at Rexel were sort of like that. Uh, of course, you dealt with more of that piece of it uh, then. But when I came to Imperma, my assumption was that I was going to have some of the same issues. And I sort of did. And so my first instinct was to push back 
hey, look, I'm just trying to get this out, man. You know, we've never done this before. And so let's, how can we do it? My, my answer, or my question to you, Legal, is how are you going to help me make this happen? Not how are you going to stop me from making it happen? So let's go from there. You know, that's kind of how I presented <laughs> how, how it. worked, by the way? No, it worked well, actually. I was going to tell you, rule two of working with, with uh, Legal. It worked well, just because... Rule two of the guy, with Legal is... is they don't like to be pressured. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. And the guy was very, he was very open and honest and, you know, and I had to do a lot of listening because I realized then I was like, I don't know a lot about this legal stuff anyways, you know? Mm. So I do have to stop and listen. But at the end of the day, it was like, we're going to make this happen and you're going to help me make it happen. And, and and I need it quickly. So what can we do? You know, and, and so we did to some degree, right? Like there was some pushback in the beginning, but it was like, well, you know, we've never really had to deal with customers logging into here and then talking about this. It's like, all right, well, let's walk through, through this. You know, this company, this company, and this company have done it. And they're in our same, you know, they're in the cybersecurity world, mm. right? And, and there are competitors, there are main competitors and they're doing it. So let's figure out how they did it. So I would take pictures of like whenever I logged into their sites, you know, of their legal documentation and how they kind of dealt with it, send it over to the legal and say, I don't know what uh, here's some examples. T's and C's you need, but here's several. Um, so let's here's some try T's to... and some C's. Yeah. <laughs> Community, community wise, put, put together some of the teams. Now go, you know, like I don't know. Here yeah, it is. Exactly. Like, this is your job, not mine. You know, like, but don't tell me that we can't do it. <laughs> so everybody else is. Why can't we? <laughs> Seriously, like, well, it's funny you say that because no, you're you're absolutely correct. And this is the thing about legal. You're absolutely correct. Anything can be done. It is up to the culture of the company whether or not they want to accept that risk. Right. And some and sometimes what happens is that legal is the owner of that risk. Yeah. And you may say, here, here's a company that's giving out code. Why can't we give out code? Right. Yeah. And you go to legal and saying, Ooh, oh, hey, there's a lot of liability there. And then you say, But here's a company that's done it. Go forth and write a T and C. <laughs> <laughs> and and so their pushback is going to be, it's not that we can't write a TNC for it. I am telling you that the company doesn't want to put itself at risk. And what I heard they're wanting to do is to say someone with more authority to say that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and boy, those are hard, hard, yeah. hard conversations to have. And, and it was because he would always say, well, Chris, here are the risks. It's very small you're, you're over legal. here. Very small. He goes, but it's going to be up to customer success to take on those risks. Yes, legal doesn't exactly. take on any. That's a customer exactly. success does. An absolute perfect example. And so, um, and I'm like, yeah, we'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> Where do I sign? Where, where's, where's... Just, just, just do just it. You know, like you need my boss to sign on it. Fine. Hey, Julie or whoever it was, you know, at the time. Hey, can you please sign this? Just, just sign it off. You know, we need to get this community out. <laughs> There's very little risk. <laughs> What the attorney oh. told me, you know, like there's very little risk. That's not, uh, so I don't know. I mean, look, it was very difficult and I was very, 
humbled and 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 I had the opportunity to work with Lego. It was a lot of fun. Well, I would say it's fun, but it was it was I learned a lot, and I still have to <laughs> and I still have to learn a lot. And one of those things, it's like even today, like uh, we moved our uh, 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 a big project that we're doing from an SSO standpoint, and so what I'm trying to do now is um, is is add on to our project to where now people that come to the community site through Google can create a login because right now, if you do SSO, it only attaches to the um, customers can only log in one way, right? But what I want is customers to log in, a potential customer to log in, and then that move go into the CRM, and then the salespeople will work the leads from community, and that's considered a, a, a lead. And if they close it, then community kind of gets the credit, right? So that's one. Does that make sense? So there's it does. Okay, and then there's another opportunity to where a current customer of uh, Imperva that doesn't have a portal login because maybe they don't create cases, maybe they're not in our CRM, they can come to the community, create a login. Internally, we move that over to that current account so it's considered an additional contact within that main account, right? So that you can go deep oh, and right, wide right, in the right. accounts. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out ways to automate that. Now in the beginning, it won't be so, it will be automated. It won't be automated. I have to go do a bunch of shit, you know? And at first, but phase two is to automate all that. Well, you got to get in somehow, right? Like you you have to be willing, in my opinion, to take on, like if I said, hey, do this now, then they're like, oh yeah, we'll wait for community in phase two. I don't want to wait for community to do SSO and right, integration right, right. and other in types of integrations and stuff like that. So point is, to get back to uh, attorneys, I now need to talk to the attorneys to say, if we move those people over to the CRM, which that CRM has Marketo on top of it, can we add that right. those people into Marketo and then start sending them emails for marketing purposes and all that stuff? So now I got to go back to legal and ask for a bunch yes, of stuff. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, these are new legal people. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be a whole new thing for me. So, um, new as in young or new as in just new? Um, well, our um, main person, our counsel person left uh, apparently yesterday. And then, um, so there's a new person in there. I might know one or two other people there. I'm not sure, but I haven't extensively worked with them. So it's, it's this constant building relationships with these different people when you need them. Oh, it, it really is. And so people come and go, if, you know, and if, so. As you know, my experience. Yeah. I'm it's sorry, just, Chris, I spoke over you. I, I didn't mean to do that. No, 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 no. No, I was just saying it's a constant relationship building internally as well because people come and go, you know, some departments would be gone like, uh, you know, one month and then, Six months later, it's a whole new area, and so now you got to redo everything that you've done before. I mean, it's it's constant change, which you just have to deal with. It's hard. I'm not saying it's not, but um, but yeah. So there's always opportunities to get to work with legal people, and I think it's important. And I think it's it's not <laughs> it's always easy because it's not something I understand completely, right? You know, but it's an important piece of what we do. You know. Exactly. And I think that's a really good way kind of as a point of bringing up as point of discussion. It is an incredibly advantageous skill to have. Yeah. And many 
many people with whom we work with don't even have to deal with legal at all. And, and I say deal with as if like, it's a, like I have to go to, you know, I have to cross the vast lands of Moldor to get there to people the, like us, man, the amount of you doom. Know. Right. But no, no, it's, it, it, you know, uh, in most institutions, legal tends to be not only just physically separated in, in a siloed area. Um, and sometimes I remember in, in other companies I've been with, they're physically locked in. So you had to have a special badge to get into the legal offices. I mean, seriously, they're in a little ivory tower. And, and that creates austerity and fear to engage, right? And, and the only reason you go into talk to legal is almost like if you're going to the principal's office, like, oh, hell, shit, I've been called in by legal, right? This is right. nothing good can happen from this. And being able to understand contracts, being able to decipher them to understand how this translates to your business model especially when it comes to community because our business model is about contribution um, and contribution has to come from two sides, employees, and in this case for us, right? Employees and fellow customers and giving of information freely doesn't make sense to the company. Why are you giving free information? Free does not sound like a business model. <laughs> So they ask an enormous amount of questions like, uh, what if somebody says something wrong? Who's liable for it? No, it's it's true. It, it's a, um, I, I get some of that today even. It, it's interesting. I mean we've been around for – well, I say two years. I've been around two years, but the community's only been around a year. By the way, it was Imperva Community's birthday on the 14th, so this last hey. week for one yeah. year. I um, remember this. Cheers, I man. Tagged, by the way, I tagged you in a LinkedIn post to talk about something. So when you get a chance, take a look. Basically, oh, that's uh, awesome. Congratulations, man. I think that deserves a, a well-rounded Yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And so um, I know I'm completely getting off here, but I think it's well worth saying is um, for that first year, uh, we had about 1,900 uh, users that uh, created a login, right? And I put this in a like a little uh, what do you call it a nice little picture thing, you know. Uh, but anyways, um, and and I think we had twenty plus webinars, sixty plus blogs, community blogs, and twelve hundred plus you know discussion questions and all these things, right? And I thought, you know, I could have done better, <laughs> but I feel like you know with the resources I had, and uh, oh, no, you should give yourself some pretty good credit there. No, I do. I, I, it's, it's, it's exciting. I think that, you know, if you think about kind of the marketing opportunities we didn't have, but also uh, in the beginning, it was just me a hundred percent, right? Like it was just me pushing, pushing, pushing and getting yeah, some people to do some stuff. But then, you know, over time you start getting parts of the organization, like our customer success organization was uh, starting to help tech touch teams. So they do a lot of automated emails. So I've pushed them to, you know, on every webinar, get an email out to the right kinds of customers, this type of webinar it is, and those segments of customers, the email, and, and then we started creating these commercials, you know, for those things. And dude, I'm going to say this because I think this is something I forget to mention in the deal, but, or in that little picture thing is, 
I was doing some numbers yesterday and you'd be proud of me because, you know, I was doing like really good data or I was you're trying to anyways, <laughs> data numbers. And then I was trying to think about how to, how do I make these relevant? So for the first five months, you know, engagement was good. Uh, and then uh, the next five months engagement, and I'll tell you what this means in a minute, uh, went up 40% with existing. So, so logins uh, of people like myself and whoever logged in went up 40%, right? Like they're logging into the community every single day. And that could be, you know, me logging in uh, okay, one time sorry, each day. Repeat, that, repeat that, that number again. 40% uh, from the first five months to the next five months. Logins, uh, let me see if I can get the right numbers here, but um, let's see here. Uh, just sec. So it's something like this is total logins averaged increase 40% after the start of the webinar program in June. Uh, so people logged in more often after I started the webinar program. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the end of the statement. That makes sense. And then unique contacts logged in increased by 25%. So that just means the unique, you know, new people logging in each day went up by 25%. Does that mm, make sense? You don't have an engagement number, do you? Yeah, it does make sense. Engagement as in like how many more discussions and all that kind of stuff or? Well, no, no, no. I, 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 I mean, whether or not they have data, it could, you could just take like, for example, I'm sure it's in the, in the analytics there. You can take key activities like, I think we were talking about like. Likes and. Likes and posts and remember we used to look at even just simply looking at not views but visits or uh oh page users, views right? yeah yeah page views dude keep going up by three or four thousand a month yeah right like so so you divide that number by total active and that would tell you that they're more engaged so in other words if your total pool of so it sounds like you have more people logging in which means naturally there's going to be more activity. Yeah. But if each of those individuals starts doing more things, you're going to have more activity that'll outpace the number of people that engage. So by doing that ratio, if that ratio goes up, that means you're getting more engagement. Anyway, it's it, here, here or there, but that would be very, that's a good story too. Cause yeah. you know, an engaged person is going to be a more loyal customer. Yeah. And then I did, uh, so like total discussion posts went up, right? And then average replies per thread I have, um, and then total discussion posts. They keep all that keeps going up, but I think you have probably a better way to to kind of look at the engagement metrics, or at least something I should be doing. Um, SEO has gone way up. You're telling the story though. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I think. Um, I'm finding pockets of where the story could be told. The nice thing is, is now I have a year's worth of data and, you know, you're starting to really see, uh, I think, believe it or not, one of my strengths is the content um, and it's producing the content and then um, curating the content, you know, and, and, and if I've been getting people to do stuff, but it's my, my strength is not, it is somewhat in the data and I try to focus in on the data, but um I need somebody there to help me as well to do some of that data stuff, you know, because I'm pushing our um, 
uh, data scientist to like I'm telling her the stories I want to tell, what stuff she has to do to get stuff done, and so she can give me the data. But you know, I'm I'm teaching her how to do some of the uh, storytelling. She's I mean, look, she's probably not caring about the story too much. She's just like, here, this is what I want. Just tell me what you need, Chris. You know, kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's just like, person. okay, what do you want? You know, like, and, and I'm I'm pushing her to do that, and she is. Um, so I I think. She's probably yeah, data analytics, not an analyst. Yeah, she's she's more of we call her data scientist, but I don't think that's really a good term for it. She's 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 building stuff, uh, and she's pulling analytics from different uh, areas like YouTube, community, docs.imperva.com, and Google to really just start. I mean, we just now put that in. Uh, it's not Power BI we use. We use the other one that's really costly. But anyways. So it's cool. I'm starting to be able to tell some data stories. I'm starting to really look at the content and tell stories around the content uh, and see what other content I can bring in. So anyways, th this year has been really great uh, for me. I can't wait until next year, whatever that looks like. So engagement's the goal. Uh, you know, we should, probably spend, yeah, we should probably spend our next conversation just on your one-year anniversary data points, like things you've learned. Um, one of the things is, as you were talking, there's one thing in the story that I thought would be very interesting to tell, and I don't know if this even is germane. I remember when you first started off, there was one person or a group of individuals who really believed in the in the community and thought that was valuable, and then you had to spend the rest of your time getting everybody else bought into it. Yeah, some things changed, leadership changed, and yeah. you had some kind of bottoms up acceptance, but you had to now work on the top down. Right, you had to go, yeah, rebuild that portion, and who knows how that looks like today, but maybe in the story it's something around like, like, a proof point that the community is valuable to the company, right? And whatever that story looks like, right, uh, uh, or is valuable to our customers, right? Uh, that it's being used and there's some value there, and have to understand what that value is, but. To continue to tell everybody, no, this is actually some goodness. Uh, let me show you. I like it. It's funny how we started talking heavily about legal, which <laughs> who knows how this is what happens. To this. We go here and just make <laughs> But I love it. I think that's you have that, to all the way to the very end. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> well, we have to cut it and say, well, this one's only 10 minutes long and the rest is about legal, you know, so, <laughs> which again, uh, building relationships with legal is highly important. And I, I think a must, especially in the community management or in, in your case, in the digital field e-commerce, this is something completely new within your organization that you have to define and, and get a lot of buy-in from them. I suspect you have to work with not just legal, like you said, but uh, other areas to really make stuff happen, you know. Your journey's long. Yep. <laughs> but how, do you, how do you make it happen quickly? That's going to be your challenge. Yeah, that's that's uh, the good thing is that we're on longer timescales, but that makes me a little jumpy, right? Like, why can't we go faster? But that's yeah. for another discussion. But yeah, that's uh, that's really how it is. Michael, it's been great. Well, Chris. I was going to say, I think we've come to the end of one of our wonderful podcasts, as always. Thank you so very much for chit-chat. 
Yeah. I'm Chris Detzel. All right. That's right. I really ended. I was like, oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm one of your hosts, Michael Sandoval. And Chris Detzel here. All right, thank you very much.